consumers choose where they shop. That's something that we cannot control. What we can control is to make it available on the shelves. And I want a good show, damn it. Show. You went awesome. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you. Thank you, thank you for having Yes. Welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Maff, and today I'm joined by the amazing Alicia Long of Nutter. Alicia, how you doing? You ready for a good show? Good, good. Thank you for having me, Andrew. Yeah, not a problem. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out. For those of you, obviously, I know you're probably listening on a podcast, but for those of you who might be watching us on our YouTube channel, uh, Alicia is currently at a trade show, so the backdrop is fantastic. How's the how is the trade show going for you so far? Good. Uh, there's about thousand vendors uh, <laughs> behind me, and QVC nice. is here, and Starbucks is here, uh, Costco, and just uh, lots of traction. So sorry that we are uh, getting a little bit busy. <laughs> Not a problem at all. It's always a good problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously I always like to do the stereotypical thing, start off with the basics. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, obviously about Nutter, uh, how you guys got started and we'll take it from there. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Alicia Lam, the co-founder and CEO of Nutter. Um, so Nutter is a consumer tech company. Uh, so we focus on changing the way we milk. Um, so basically what we do provide is all in one solutions, not only just the hardware that makes the milk. Um, so it's like a, pitcher, but then you just put nuts and water in there. And after a couple of minutes, you make plant-based milk. Uh, but also in addition to that, we provide the solutions, uh, ingredients as well, because we believe in 100% whole foods. So all of our ingredients are 100% whole foods, non-GMO, uh, all vegan. So um, a lot of superfoods, vitamins, and minerals to make your own plant-based milk. Nice. So how did you come up with this idea? Yeah, so I was actually, uh, that was at the beginning of pandemic, um, and I was pregnant with my son at that time. And I, uh, I turned vegan, uh, well, not vegan, plant-based uh, plant based majority of the time, vegan 88% of the time. Uh, but <laughs> I had turned to plant-based, okay. uh, and then I, I dropped about 20 pounds just naturally. And then um, I was drinking a lot of plant-based milk. Um, like big name brands. And then I started to realize there's a lot of sugar because I had gestational diabetes during my pregnancy. So I had to literally watch everything that I eat, all the sugar content. And then surprisingly, all these big name brands, and they have a lot of emulsifiers, gums, additives, sugar. And I was like, I can't drink this. um, So I have to make my own. But then the Mm -hmm. process of making your own plant-based milk is like, really long and lengthy. Uh, you have to soak the nuts the night before and you have to blend it and then take out the big giant Vitamix and then strain it through cheesecloth. And then if you don't use it, all the five, six cups of milk and then you just go to waste. So it's just very mm, time consuming. 
Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I we created another. My husband uh, is a mechanical engineer. Um, so for 16 years, we just focused on per, you know product development. So we kind of just got to work. We found a, a manufacturer that was a, uh, willing to work with us, and then um, took about a year and a half to develop the machine, and uh, um, we took it to market in July of 2021. And then from the first uh, year, there was like five months, and then we did eight hundred thousand dollars in sales, and then we knew that was a product market fit. And then, uh, so basically, yeah. we um, started to, um, you know, obviously our growth, uh, and we grew really, really quickly. Um, and then, you know, basically last year we closed the year at six point seven million, and um, so this year we projected at uh, double the sales. So um, I think uh, a lot of consumers are just this is not only just the trend, but also I think the future of food is going all the way back to. Um, the ancient time, which is, you know, all mm-hmm. whole foods. So people are really conscious about what they're eating and drinking. So that is never going to go away. Um, yeah. Even since the pandemic, it really started to get people to think, rethink food. Um, so yeah, that's why you see so many like plant-based and so many like, you know, vegan, non-GMO. It's because you just want it to be simple, right? Because it's, yeah. it's your health and your family's health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And in fact, when I told my wife that uh, you were going to be on the show, she's like, oh, my God, you got to talk to ask her all the questions because we're big coffee drinkers. She's like a barista habit. But like we've got all the different types of milks around. And if there's some kind of ingredient that I can't pronounce, she's like, nope, don't buy it. We're not getting it. And so she's like, ask her about it. Find out about it. And I'm like, OK, I will let you know. So already <laughs> a big fan. Um, so very interesting concept. Obviously, there are. I guess if I had to kind of put some similarities behind it, behind other aspects, you can also kind of equate it to like almost as if like a soda stream sort of aspect where you can make your own at home. So you do have that added benefit of you can control all the ingredients that you were to put into this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You've seen uh, uh, executives actually on our uh, board of advisor. Oh, really? Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So. It's a very interesting market because I do know that you, one of the issues that you can kind of come across is taking up counter space. So there's a lot of education behind the market of why this is more beneficial and how I imagine over a certain amount of time, there's probably a savings behind it as opposed to buying the products in in, uh, grocery stores and stuff. How are you kind of educating the market on that? Yeah, for sure. Saving is one of them, right? Because uh, on average consumer, if you wanted to, uh, for example, your wife, if she makes a decision on, you know, cleaner label products like milk, mm-hmm. for example, it's very clean, just three ingredients, but that price tag is high, right? Yeah. And because it's cleaner, you know, I, I think that should be cheaper. Right? So, um, but for me is that, you know, if I was an average consumer and I wanted to see, you know, it's, it's healthier for me and also saves me money. So, and that, that's a conscious decision, right? So for me, it's like, we wanted to save money for consumers. So on average per cup of oat milk, it costs like 17 cents for customers to make in another machine. So you actually get mm-hmm. the money back after like two to three months after the purchase. Um, wow. And then longer term, because it lasts for five, six years. So you don't like our customers, they said that I don't ever go back to get the store bought plant-based milk again, because it's just like overpriced water. Um, yeah. Because it's 98% <laughs> water, it's less than 2% nuts. And for us, you know, you get 20% of the nuts and nutrition, and then, you know, less water, and then it's creamier, the result is creamier, and also it's cleaner. So yeah. it's not only just saving money aspect, but also 
from a consumer, like I'm a consumer, I started because I'm a mom and I'm busy all the time. I don't ha- I have one toddler on my on my one hand and then another hand I'm <laughs> making something. I don't want to compromise my health by just trying to go like convenient, right? So yeah. that's why we created, you know, it's a single serving, it's a very small, very sleek machine. It takes very little uh, kitchen counter. So you don't have to take out the Vitamix from your pantry and then finesse with all thousand pieces and then have to, you know, clean it all and then put it back all together. You can literally, cause our machine just like two pieces, just the lid and the bottom, it's like a pitcher. So basically you plug it in, and mine is plugging it right next to my espresso all the time. And then you just drop the nuts and water and hands-free. You just drop it in. You walk away after a couple minutes, five minutes, and you get a whole glass of clean, uh, nutritious plant-based milk. Wow. That's awesome. So I know from the business model, um, you know, very uh, traditional D2C focused. Are you planning on going in kind of a B2B direction? Obviously, this could have so many applications from just like a traditional coffee shop sort of thing. Is there a, uh, a more like commercial size or like what's the, the plan of going in that direction? Yeah, definitely. So we are actually, we just launched the family size. So we we're huh. talking to Costco and uh, they reached out after our shark tank aired um, and then interested in the family size. So we're discussing uh, about exclusivity with them. Uh, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of consumers also wonder about the, you know, when they can get a bigger size. Cause a lot of them, they drink a lot of plant-based milk. So yeah. it actually saves them a lot of money. So, um, but in addition to Costco, so we are uh, finalizing our uh, PO with Starbucks. So they're going to sell us across um, the reserve stores, uh, including the one in Empire State Building. So very exciting. Um, and also uh, we're meeting with QVC tomorrow and as well as um, some other retailers. Uh, we're live on Macy's.com, Bloomingdale's and Williams-Sonoma and Solatop. So definitely the focus is retail uh, later this year as well as next year. Nice. So you obviously brought it up. So I guess I'll go ahead and ask. How was the whole Shark Tank thing? Obviously, that's, you know, sometimes I ask people and they're like, I don't want to talk about it. Others, they're like, it was amazing. (laughs) So I'm always really interested what, you know, what made you want to sign up for it? What was the whole process like? How has it been post the show? Tell me all about it. Yeah. uh, So we kind of uh, got lucky um, and Shark Tank production actually uh, reached out to us, um, just, uh, you know, wanted us to audition and we thought, Hey, it's a great opportunity, and it was t- intimidating, but we'd never been on TV before. Um, but the whole experience was just absolutely amazing. Their producers just so easy to work with. Um, so it was a long process, but at the same time, we kind of gone through the whole full experience of Sony production, and then we're like, oh, I feel like a celebrity <laughs> here. Um, but then, you know, really for us, being on the Shark Tank is kind of like a milestone for us, um, really just a validation of our brand. Hey, like we're being recognized. Um, and then the experience was good. Uh, all the sharks were super nice, um, but it was a little intimidating when you have so many like cameras and lights and, you know, we're just like overwhelmed. But at the same time, I yeah. think we did well. Uh, we walked away without a deal on purpose um, because they're sharks and uh, we wanted to protect our, um, you know, equity. And uh, yeah. uh, so we have other existing investors. But then after the show, we raised uh, close to $2 million after the show. Nice. And so once the show aired and has it re-aired since? Yes, it has. 
So have you, did you see an immediate jump, uh, obviously on the airing date and then again, uh, uh, every time it was re-aired? Yeah. Yeah. So we, every time I think, uh, we nearly sold out after, <laughs> after they aired <laughs> it go. again. Um, but it was a good problem to have. And then I think our customers are very patient and then, um, you know, just wanted to, uh, like work with the uh, work with us and then so mm-hmm. yeah and Shark Tank did give us a huge lift in sales. Nice. Obviously there's always that huge lift but as time goes on you know there'll be new episodes out that starts to fall off. So what's your approach from a marketing perspective? What tends to be those top channels that you guys are catering to right now? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a omni right now is omni channel stage, right? So it's mm-hmm. not only single channel. D to C, um, you know, during the pandemic was really hot, right? And then, but in the the end of the day, D to C only makes up fifteen uh, percent of total sales in the United States. So um, I think the the if you are trying to scale as a brand and as a business, um, you definitely should think about retail still, uh, because yeah. after the pandemic, a lot of uh, brands start getting back into the brick and mortar and we're at the show and there's still a lot of, uh, you know, retail buyers are buying for their stores. Um, so I think purchasing power is still, you know, is very strong in retail. Um, so I think, you know, just figuring out distribution, um, D to C is really another one of the nice rev, uh, avenue, right? So it makes up the whole, uh, brand awareness. And then when people, people, choose consumers choose where they shop and that's something that we cannot control we can control is to make it available on the shelves so when they walk by past the the shelf at target they're like oh this is my sister's um you know birthday and i'm gonna grab it because i saw it online on instagram or tiktok so that's the type of um you know omni channels that we're trying to achieve um not only just at dc but also um in the retail as well Gotcha. So the 15% that you're focused on the D2C side, is that inclusive of any marketplaces? Are you available on any marketplaces, obviously like an Amazon or a Walmart or something like that? Yeah. Um, so our brand uh, is uh, definitely a little bit towards um, premium. Um, so mm-hmm. we are uh, mostly available. Uh, yeah, we are on Amazon, uh, but also we're on like Macy's.com, WilliamsCinema.com and, and the Starbucks uh, as well. Um but I think uh, for marketplace, um, it's another channel. Uh, I think D to C. Uh, what I mentioned about D to C is actually the overall U.S. sales. Um, so okay. for our channel right now, we're still doing about I say there's about seventy eighty percent is still in D to C, and then we're doing about twenty mm-hmm. percent um, on Amazon, and then we're expanding on Amazon. Uh, but at the same time, we wanted to um, you know when you're on, in online space, it's very crowded, right? And you're competing yeah. kind of with yourself between different channels. Uh, but, you know, you also wanted to uh, diversify. So what we're trying to do is diversify different um, income uh, streams. So, for example, uh, when we're online, we don't necessarily only push advertising on Facebook. We're only pushing for Google because the more competitors that you have, more brands are competing for eyeballs, the more expensive it gets. So, and then you're just competing for, you know, if you wanted to drive up the growth and then your ROAS efficiency goes down, CAC goes up, then, you know, everyone knows, okay, we're we're not profitable on on Facebook and then how can we, you know, drive up the growth, right? So that's what happens with a lot of brands that we study is that, you know, they will raise big money, venture capital money. And then because their CAC is so high and hoping that people will come back for subscription. But at the same time, um, they also need to understand the more competitors that they have, the CAC is just continue going to drive up. 
And um, so then, you know, profitability becomes a really, really hard for D2C brands. So uh, if you have a brand, you're going to think about, okay, how do I achieve profitability? No matter if you are trying to, you know, get the VC money or um, raise a run of capital, or just trying to be, you know, remain profitability, uh, profitable, right? And um, so single channel has to make sense in order for you to, you know, amplifying the growth. So, um, and what happens with a lot of brands is that, you know, they'll just keep raising money, keep dumping money in Facebook or uh, Google advertising in performance space. Um, and then kind of just forget about the organic side. Um, I believe that grass is greener when you water it. So the more <laughs> effort that you put in, in the organic and chances are, and you will start seeing efficiency. Mm-hmm. So in the omni-channel space, um, you just really have to take a look at what are the different channels that, you know, are getting, uh, are contributing to your overall revenue, right? We have the performance marketing, uh, which is paid advertising. We also have the organic channels, which is TikTok marketing. And then so for TikTok is very different than TikTok two years ago. Why? Because they started to launch their emerging commerce with entertainment. So yeah. um, that's really the whole point of uh, TikTok. They're starting to grab a lot of attention from Instagram, from YouTube, from Twitter, right? And then it grew to, you know, over a billion downloads within two years. It is unheard of. Yeah. So, and then the reason why they're really building that platform, of course, they're trying to take market shares and then trying to profit. How do they do that through an entertainment channel? Is through commerce. So um, they have launched it across eight other countries, uh, including the UK, including China and South Asia. They have done it very successfully. The US is actually the next one. So basically, it's a big pie. So what we are starting to doing is to do a TikTok live and TikTok, um, you know, short videos. So not short videos is one form. TikTok live is another form. It works a little bit different than uh, Instagram and YouTube. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you have um, you have a TikTok live that's going on, right? And then for Instagram live, only your followers can see your live. But for TikTok is otherwise, uh, because you not only your followers can see your live, and also other targeted audience can also go to your live. So before you know it, one person can actually generate millions of views, hundreds of thousands of people looking at your live at the same time. It's literally like QVC on TikTok. Yeah. And it converts. And that becomes another income stream of ours and then starting to perform really well with very, if, uh, with efficiency. And so are those, uh, live videos that you're doing on your own brand or is that something that you're leveraging like influencers for or something? Both. We're Both. building a, a, a team of influencers as well as brand ambassadors, uh, to be able to to be able to uh, be our advocates, um, tap into their own followers. But also for us, we also bring on creators um, and create uh, on our own behalf and train the TikTok algorithm, how to go from the new account to steady account to celebrity influencer account, and then generate more followers. And then so you can basically uh, promote advertise to that for free, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Organic over and over again without costing uh, advertising dollars. And so with all the marketing efforts that you're doing, obviously you mentioned, you know, organic being heavy TikTok, they can convert directly on TikTok, but then you also have the paid ads you were discussing, you know, any kind of SEO efforts that you guys are doing that kind of stuff. 
are your since only about 15% of the business is online right now and the rest obviously being through your retail outlets, are you solely focused on marketing from a digital perspective or are you doing anything from a traditional standpoint, any kind of print or commercial or like, you know, audio, anything along those lines? We started to discuss that. I think this is a uh, marketing roadmap, right, mm-hmm. um, that you have to build out. And it's not just single channel will perform so well and you double down the effort. It's a yeah. combination of performance marketing with organic, with print, uh, with, you know, uh, obviously retails to create the omni channel. So you have this uh, brand awareness and you also have the bucket to capture um, your, your traffic. So I think just a lot of that data um, analysis, and then taking a look at your existing, who's the one coming to your site, who's the one who converts, actually check out. So yeah. um, these are, you know, a lot of the data, uh, deep dive. And uh, um, so I talk a lot uh, about the tactics on my own course. So I doc- we documented the whole TikTok marketing organic um, effort um, so that we can share with more entrepreneurs uh, who just starting out or maybe wanted to pivot from uh, performance marketing to other organic channels. So um, and I have a website. It's called newecomera.com. And I'll share with your audience after this. Perfect. Beautiful. Alicia. Really appreciate your time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're super busy over the trade show, but I'd love to uh, give the opportunity to let everyone know where they can find out more about you and, of course, more about Nutter. Yeah, absolutely. So my handle is at official Alicia Long. Uh, so it's A-L-I-C-I-A. Um, and also my uh, e- uh, my website, it's called New Ecom with double M era.com and then i'll send you an email after our show and then uh, we in on our uh, course which we, we uh, train and develop uh, entrepreneurs to have the mindset to monetize on tiktok not only just from a brand awareness uh, aspect but also increasing your in- engagement and efficiency so you'll be able to generate um income and revenue profitably beautiful Alicia, really appreciate having you on the show. Everyone else who tuned in, obviously, thank you as well. Please make sure you do the usual rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff on whichever podcast platform you prefer, or head over to theecomshow.com to check out all of our previous episodes. But as usual, I appreciate you all joining us, and I will see you all next time. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to The Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.